Hey guys, welcome back to the Open Hall Podcast, a place where we discuss all things related to supply chain and logistics. My name is John Marino, alongside Rick Globitz and Travis Arby. How's it going, guys? Going good, going good. Going good, man. Today we're going to talk about a, a subject that Travis sent over. What was this, Travis? Two, three weeks ago? I think it was only a week ago. I was wondering if anybody was talking about this when it first came out. It fired me up a little bit. They all are talking about it. If you yeah. read any of the groups on Facebook, they're they're reposting this right in there they're wanting to talk about it it has to do with freight waves which is the largest uh, news source for supply and logistics a lot of great information and a lot of uh, good data that comes out of there craig fuller the ceo came out and he wrote an article that's titled just three years after 2019's trucking bloodbath another is on the way and that kind of shook up the industry i think it's twofold the points he's making he's saying the rates are headed down because of demand issues and then he's saying there's a lot of new entrants into the market, and even the entrants in the market that have been here a while, like ourselves, are paying more for equipment. He tried to throw some fuel prices in there. We know those can fluctuate. We are paying more for the trucks. I mean, the rates had to kind of come down because we were at all-time highs, or I don't know if they were all-time highs, but they were they were healthy. They were up there. Yeah. They were healthy. So the bloodbath term might not have been what he was aiming for. That kind of makes you believe like he thinks – it's over. And he does mention quite a few people will be filing for bankruptcy. It's not like you can't make it through these times. To me, it was very political. It was very, this was because of fuel prices and this is because of consumers spending less money. And it wasn't to do mm. with why are consumers spending less. I think a lot of it has to do with we just can't get anything to buy. Mm. There is nothing to buy. And you see that correct. in the industry you're in, correct? Yeah. For those who don't know, I sell some of my trucks. So we're seeing that. In an outrageous form. I mean, my, my sales director has been doing this for 30 plus years. He's never seen anything like this. I mean, nothing, not even close. We haven't had anything as far as like a stock, lot, truck, kind of your traditional way to buy for an owner operator in God knows how long. And I work for one of the largest Kenworth dealerships in the, in the United States, mm -hmm. right? And not just that, but, you know, before I got into trucking, I was a broker and I have a ton of contacts within some of the largest brokerages in the United States. And everyone says the same thing. It's like, Look, people are short on product. I mean, these shippers need product. Consumer spending is is down specifically because of that, because there's no product to buy. Mm. We're kind of waiting for our, our manufacturers and, and, and stuff overseas to send that product to the United States. But due to lockdowns and, and various issues, primarily on the West Coast, we're not seeing th that product come in. Well, if the product doesn't come in and make it to the coast, domestic shipping doesn't function. Trucking in the United States doesn't function, right? We got to have something to take from point A to point B. What I dislike about the article is that he's linking consumer spending on physical goods going down with the start of a recession, which those two things typically do go hand in hand, unless consumer goods are going down for a reason other than um people don't have the money to buy stuff or they feel like they can't buy stuff at the pricing that it's being proposed at. And I just don't believe that's true for a couple of reasons. I mean, the fuel pricing, like you said, it's only been a couple of weeks. And they're, they're all factors to a possible decline in the market, correct. right, Travis? I mean, that could definitely happen. Technically, consumer spending, you would think, would be up because he tries to lump mm -hmm. inflation in there. And inflation just means you're, you're spending more right. on the same bag of Cheetos. Higher demand. But if he 
stated that as like less bags of Cheetos are going out, but the spending's the same, you could make an argument that less freight's going to ship. And to Ricky's argument, this isn't something that we're just theorizing and saying there's not enough stuff. It's actually go to the grocery store next to any of one of our houses and look at the shelves and go in and try to order parts for the trucks. For those of you who don't know, Travis and I operate a trucking company and there's things we can literally not get. Mm -hmm. Our trucks are actually being down-specced. Not because Kenworth is trying to be mean, it's because you don't have We it. can only get certain things, right? So one of the biggest things that a lot of people are aware of is, is LED headlights. I have orders converting to halogen headlights just because of the question is, okay, do you want to wait a few months or however long it takes on when you can get these LED headlights? Or do you just want to go halogen for now, maybe upgrade later, and then get your trucks on time? And of course, every trucking company is going throw some halogen headlights in there, you know, like we got to, well, we got to have again, a product. And there's, they're short, they don't have any trucks. You can't get mm-hmm. trucks. Right. And and so there is this snowball effect that's mm-hmm. occurring. I'll admit, I'm typically a little bit of a doomsday. I've been waiting for the market to recorrect itself sure. since 2011. But the way the article is written, I think it's, it's just misleading in the, its general statement. What he's correlating is, is consumer purchasing going mm-hmm. down with the start of the recession. I think it's very important to realize why that's happening. And that doesn't get discussed. He makes it seem like there's significantly less demand because people are buying less. And that signals the start of a recession. I think so. He shows like the outbound tender volumes, which is just like the volume of loads on the road is down, but it's not down a lot. Mm-hmm. But of course it's down. That's where I think consumer spending is down and it has to be down because there's not as much stuff to buy. Right. Like you can't buy everything you want, mm-hmm. but it's not because they're unwilling. It's mm-hmm. because they're unable to buy it. Correct. There's a difference between I'm unwilling to buy this and I'm unable to buy this. Mm-hmm. I think we're still in the unable stage. Right. And once everything becomes available to buy. Let's see how the numbers look. We're still a little bit of a ways from that. I mean, once again, I'm talking West Coast because that's what I know, primarily South California. Long Beach Port drives that market, right? You know, massively. And Shanghai is the number one exporter into that area. And Shanghai first goes through a month and a half long Chinese New Year, which they pretty much just shut down everything. Um, Olympics influence it. And then on top of that, then they they kind of get back up and rolling for about a month, and then they shut everything down again. Some of the major manufacturers in Shanghai shut down again because they have hard lockdowns for COVID. And this was within the last month or so. The product's not being manufactured at the, at the volume that it needs to be manufactured. And once again, like John pointed out, if you want proof of that, go try to buy your favorite brand of energy drink from a 7-Eleven, right? Half the rack's empty. It so, is. Go try to the, go try to go to the Burger King down the street. They will tell you we're are, we're closed on the inside because we don't have any help. <laughs> we were at a brand new store that got built the other day, and they were saying we're closing early because we don't have any help. Before consumer spending starts going down because of like I'm scared about sixteen more dollars. Right. I mean, you know we get into the numbers of this fuel pricing and it's ridiculous. Like these guys are fueling up their tanks once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking truckers. It, they have a twenty gallon fuel tank, so right. fuel might be costing them twenty bucks more a week. Like sure. your life is going to go backwards and just upside down over hundred bucks a month. If it is, you know, fuel's not your biggest problem. Right. Fuel's you're not your, your biggest problem. Right. Go and, fucking earn some money. <laughs> and and even before you get into that, I, I think the biggest point on the fuel side of it is it has been going on long enough to be factored into the actual economy, right? That that stuff takes oh, yeah. time. At 20 bucks a week, that takes a long that time takes to build time. up. If we break this down just to trucking companies and we say it's just trucking companies, we have to remember fuel surcharges. That is yes. a, a factor that generally doesn't even hurt 
larger carriers. Absolutely. If he would have came out with the same article and said, we have a supply and demand issue. Oh, yeah. Demand is at all time high. Absolutely. So there is no supply. So when there's no supply and there's nothing to ship, we're imbalanced right now. Mm. I was going back to our, our previous chat regarding this stuff and we're at all time highs for back orders and backlogs of orders. A lot of it has to do with the people's fear of not being able to get what they want. Remember when COVID hit? Toilet paper. Bought, toilet paper. <laughs> but now it's with everything you're trying to buy. Right. Go and try to order something that you're like, oh, I kind of want this chair. Six, eight weeks, maybe. Yeah. Right. right when you before you could get it in two days from Amazon. Yep. Now somehow Amazon's still got the magic, and they're able to get you most things pretty quickly. But it is slowing down. Mm -hmm. I, I ordered some stuff this morning, and they said it'll just be here tonight. Three different products. That's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But they're also a company that will always say we'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. That's why their stockholders, the adults in the room, will get pissy with him sometimes because yeah. he will say we'll lose money. We'll lose money to get it mm -hmm. to you. That was my other point. Some of these stores that we're going into, it might be their fault they don't have anything because mm -hmm. they might be unwilling to pay any kind of surcharges or extras because they're just Absolutely. like, no, because COVID gave you the right to say we're out of stuff. Absolutely. That was unacceptable before to just say, we don't have this. And now you can hang a sign up saying due to supply chain shortages, you can't have a fork. You can't have, you can't have like bullshit. They could go to Costco and get some plastic forks. Yeah. They just don't want to. And, and you're seeing this mentality, even with the multi-billion dollar manufacturers here in the United States. I mean, we have, we have competitors that are cutting back supply of the trucks because they refuse to increase the, the cost of the trucks to their clients and to dealers. I get why. Like every time you have to go to a fleet as a sales rep, you got to go and let them know that their trucks are going to be, you know, X amount more expensive. That's a hard conversation. But once again, it's not because they can't manufacture the trucks necessarily. And there's some of that too. Once again, the headlights being an example, but it's not because they can't manufacture the trucks. It's because they don't want to pay the vendors what the vendors demand in order to build the product they need to, in, in order to finish their product. You know, at that point, it's like, okay, well, well, what's worse? Do we do we cut back the amount that we can supply to our consumers, hmm. or or do we increase the price? Like trucking, for example, I think you're going to feel this a lot more than others. Besides labor, potatoes coming out of a field might not see as much of an effect as, say, totally. chairs made out of China. Yes. Which, you know, uh, props on origin for all, you know, food. <laughs> but I mean, now that could still slow down the reefer game because what are people going to do when they don't have containers and intermodal? Go get ship? potatoes. They're going to go get potatoes. It's very possible we're going to see this happen. You know, we're going to see this uh, a bloodbath per se. Consumers are just in, we're in a war and fuel prices are the reason. And, and consumers are saying, I'm not buying anymore. I'm going to save more money. Could say, well, hey, maybe I should back off here. But if it is because of supply demand, you still might have to. You might be forced to. So for me, if I'm running a trucking company, just because there's a lack of supply, hmm. I'm not worried about it for a second. And the people who are literally waiting at the dock to get loaded as freight picks back up are going to be the ones that are the most successful. He, he also talks about the amount of new MCs added and new authorities created during this time period. It's like those guys missed out on a lot of the hot market because they weren't already set up re ready rearing to go. So if I'm a trucking company, it's almost like I want to grow even more. If I believe the reason that freight rates are dropping is just because we haven't gotten the supply yet because the supply will come. It always comes, you know, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm mixed there. So I don't necessarily agree. I don't think you should go out and buy a truck right now. A lot of that 26,000, I believe, authorities were added last month. 29. 29,000. is because people are chasing gold because they see, hey, my buddy's getting nine bucks a mile, when in reality, that's not even true. Yeah, supply will come back. In Craig's defense, a lot of people will go bankrupt. Trucking is one of those things that you can't over leverage yourself. And if you don't have a game plan of where I'm going to put those trucks or where lanes am I going to put those trucks on, I don't have any direct customers. Hmm you get yourself in trouble real quick. Mm. A healthy market will pull back. Mm. That's what a healthy market does. I sent you both something 
overnight that said the reefer market that we operate in is is at three sixteen down from mm-hmm. like three eighty. So it's already kind of halfway there. Mm-hmm. The point he's making is somewhat true. These guys getting into the market right now, you don't have any fuel discounts. And if you do get one, you sign up to JB Hunt or something, and they just steal half your discount. But they're getting in. Like, we got into where our our first full year that we ran, like, all miles was 177. It was terrible. But we were able to stay alive. Like, I don't think the guys entering the market right now could stay alive at that because they would be paying more than we paid for a truck for a truck that's not as re- dependable. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we were able to have essentially zero downtime that year because we had brand new equipment. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to run seven days a week, you could almost make it in any market. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, I want to be home four days a week, like it's going to be, those kind of markets <laughs> are tough. It's, yeah. They're yeah. tough. I see a lot of stuff on the message boards and they're just like, we park our trucks. We don't run for under four yeah. bucks a mile. And you <laughs> just don't, that's, that's, that's how you go broke. That's how you yeah, go broke. You go. But there was a lady on this message board saying, I can wait it out for 20 months. I'll go park my truck and I have enough money to live for 20 months. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's not how you run a fucking business because right. you're always going to have one truck. If you've got enough money to make it for 20 months to pay all your expenses, and they'd love to brag about paid off equipment, which we would all say like, uh, I mean, if you want to make a fucking clickbait article that would put Craig Fuller to shame, write an article that says if you pay off your equipment, you're an asshole. <laughs> and uh, I would like to argue the other side of that. Good point, Travis. I think a lot of this is clickbait. When you put bloodbath into things, it works. And, oh, and yeah. what does freight waves do? The more clicks they get, the higher their valuation. They did pretty good last year. They're they're actually making some money. Mm. Well, the biggest freight brokerages right now don't even look at 2020. When they're trying to when they're trying to gauge a long term contract, like they remove that completely from the equation, and then read into percentages based off of m- more normal type markets, things that influence the market that they know they're going to see mm. more often. Freight analysts for TQL, they do not project a uh, recession in freight right now, even with it even with it down, because first off, it's still relatively in line. I mean, it's it's a bigger drop than normal, and it's definitely more delayed as far as when we start to see that uptick for Q2, but it's not, it still kind of falls in line in a normal, as far as a normal freight market. For those who don't know, Q1 is always a, a bad time to be in trucking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, or if you're not nomadic, if you're not going to go move your entire fleet to the Northeast to go eat over there, because a lot of the market overall is still relatively the same. I mean, it's only down four or 5%. The West Coast really who's been hit. Mm-hmm. Well, the West Coast gets hit pretty bad every Q1. And, and to say to, to me, like you said, every, everybody's got to make their own opinion about this. My whole thing is, is if you believe that it's a supply issue that's causing the consumer spending to come down, if, if that's a fact, which I, I truly do believe it is, then to argue that this is the start of a recession, uh, a freight recession, is to argue that you're, you're making the statement that spending, uh, excuse me, supply is never going to come back up. Me personally, it's my opinion that that's, that's, a, that's, a, bad, that's a bad viewpoint. I mean, supply is going to come back up at some point. That one article I sent you guys from the restoration hardware guy, he was saying like ocean rates went five times on him. And then he said, I won't even say what they did this time on me. Hmm. If it 5X'd on him and he was willing to say 5X'd on me, if it 5X'd on him again, like maybe they're just not willing to bring it in. Hmm. Maybe they're saying we're going to source it to somewhere else. They got to build a plant, which in your idea, it will come back at some point. Hmm. The supply will come back if somebody wants it. But maybe not wow. traditionally, hmm. or they got to. How, how long does it take to build one of these ships? You got to figure. You got to figure that happens the same time. as trucking. It's just easier to get into trucking. Mm-hmm. Rates go up, so anybody that knows how to drive a truck says, "I'm coming in." Mm-hmm. 
and you know it's harder to get a that's container ship on yeah. the, on the ocean. It's probably like two years to build one of those things. Yeah. Well, that his statement by him is saying five X, and then I'm not going to tell you what it did this last time. They Maybe that's where the freight shortage comes from. Right. It's like they're just not him. They're just like, hey, we're not going to pay it, mm-hmm. or we think we can wait you out, or something. Because mm-hmm. to sign a year, I mean, he did say he signed though, and that 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 causes yeah. problem for businesses whole too. Because if you start, oh, now it's just major inflation, right? Because now you're, you're inflating fuel, you're inflating prices on everything, you're inflating houses, mm-hmm. and you know people at some point right. they just don't have the money to spend. spend. I know, like I follow the financial markets pretty close, and the bond markets are inverting, and mm-hmm. that's a sign of a recession on the whole market. Yep. Like the the two ten inverted and the five twenty inverted. That's not good, but you know I think the Fed will probably fire up the printers and try to bail that out. <laughs> Again, I was going to say third time's a charm, but I think they've done it more than three times. Yeah. And that generally is what creates bull markets in the country is more money comes into the market and just people spend it. People spend it and businesses make it and the rich people get to keep it. And then the Congress people say, why is this guy so rich? Like you said, if if he signs that one year contract and all of a sudden I'm going to buy a $500 chair, I've known it's $500 forever. Now it's $1,500 for the chair. I'm like, oh, excuse me? (laughs) Do you know who I am? (laughs) I'm going to find a new chair. Right. Right. Well, but then you go to every chair and then all of a sudden you can see that actually would develop into consumers, you know, slowdowns because if people are still making 20 bucks an hour or 15 bucks an hour. You've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And with housing, it's the same Yo, thing. You can you know? see it in the housing market. Oh, I read a Las Vegas article last night where you can't even get under contract right now if you're trying to finance a house. Mm-hmm. Just there's, there's so many people coming with all cash offers. Just at some point, like they're saying, oh, I'm having to move out of town because I guess all the rental places around here now want you to show 3.5x income to your payment. and But that makes sense because you know Fannie Mae wants you to be at 35% debt to income. So mm-hmm. that's about the same thing. We're all kind of Bitcoiners, and if you believe the Bitcoin story, you best believe everything's going to get messed up because we're going to have hyperinflation, and it's going to fuck the entire supply chain up. It's going to fuck everything up mm. because the old way they did business doesn't work anymore because yeah. everything costs too much, and you can't keep up with it. Right. If we're a good CEO of a manufacturer right now, we are saying we got to get out of China. I don't give a fuck what it costs in America because mm-hmm. it's going to inflate away from us anyway, but we can't have the massive year lag time because we're losing fucking all of our profits on that lag time. Right, yeah. We'll pay whatever we got to get to manufacture in America. Right. Yeah, it's a good, I mean, it's a good point. Just, I mean, come, coming back to getting a truck. If you're out of business a lot quicker if you don't have trucks than if you pay, you know, 10 times too much for them. Right. Or if they just get held back, yeah. you know. So and in China, if you can't get your chairs, for an example, then you probably would be. You'd say, well, whatever it takes. Yeah. If that RH guy likes it, he, he's just like, I got to pay this much to ship. And then at some point you say, I'm going to go out in the Nevada desert and we're opening up a fucking chair factory, <laughs> period. Right. And you'll be forced to. And if if we are under massive inflation because of government mismanagement, you know, unless they let that yield curve invert and just go nuts and just let it blow up, which I doubt they're going to do, it should keep us in the same kind of a monetary thing where they, they print and they yield curve control. Mm-hmm. They right. buy the ones they don't want to invert. How long before somebody... Tells you, like, I don't want that truck anymore. Like, just the rates aren't good anymore. Not even pricing related. Before, I ordered 40 trucks, and I only want 10 of them because the rates are bad. So first off, I I don't think you'll see it in the fleets first. You'll see the owner-operators start rejecting trucks. I'm not doing that for 220. What will cause that is their friends are going out of business. You know, when you start seeing the owner-operators backing out of the deals, that's when you're going to start to notice. But before it ever gets to the fleets, before it ever turns into an issue for fleets, uh... 
the factory will correct pricing, right? Dealers will start to shorten their, shrink their margins a little bit. You know, th- th- that's the nature of the beast. Because we've seen this see before. Foods, 18 was super hot. Yeah. Like he actually said in one of these articles that the, the 2018 bull market peaked in June. Mm-hmm. And the new entrants kept peaking until 2019. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I wonder where the cancellation started then. Because it was super hard. We couldn't get trucks. And then when we grew and we when we decided to get our third and fourth and fifth truck, we were in like a lull and mm-hmm. we could you were calling us with fucking great deals. Yeah. But just a year before, we couldn't get a truck. And if we were gonna pay it, we took it as is. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. you know. So but I wonder on that market, like well, you know, was it January first? Was it a full six months after it had kind of peaked before people said, eh? By the time I had started selling trucks, we had already we were already seeing that the pricing was already relatively cheap. Factories were giving one truck competitive allowance rates to where they'll give a better deal for this owner operator who's willing to wait three months to get his first truck. What I can say is I don't think that it'll be a year lull this time. I think you're going to see a steep drop where it's like overnight, you know. Um, but I imagine the fleets, especially the larger fleets, will just suck them up because they're, they're, yeah. they haven't manufactured it. There's no trucks to, you know, same thing with trailers right now. It's, I mean, the same thing with everything. But and they've sold off a lot of other extras. Yeah, maybe at, if, at ridiculous prices. Yeah. And they, maybe they cycle out when oh, it gets the, cheap again. The yeah. people who are on a cycle right now, I mean, those they're they're eating. You know, I mean, they're 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 killing it. I, I got a fleet out in St. George that is like, you know, just like, oh, that's not bad. You know, when, I, when I'm when pitching pricing, even though it's $30,000 higher than last year's on his new trucks, and that's the exact point he brought up. It's like, well, I just cycled 40 trucks, and I cycled them at 2x the value that I normally do. He's like, I'm still technically money ahead per per cycle. Like I said, the, before it ever gets to fleets, you'll already see the manufacturers start to correct pricing and and vendors for the manufacturer start to correct and dealers start to correct. We're still in the stage, as far as the, the actual buying of equipment, we're still in the stage of, can I get a truck, right? That's all people are asking. Can I get, can I have a truck? I just watched the Taylor and Martin auction. So 2019 Freightliner, Cascadia, you know, just your ba- basic standard sleeper truck, nothing nothing too special, had 150,000 miles on it, and it sold for uh, $192,000, oh. right? Yeah. There were, See, uh, those guys, I think, will be in trouble. Th- that's what I that's think the point is. If that point. guy comes in at that, and it's an older truck, and he might not even be in trouble right now, but a year from now when that truck's even older and the rates have settled down, like, boy... Yeah, that a, truck breaks down for a week and a half, and you you know that's your single source of income. There was a construction fleet that went belly up. Ninety of their units go into the auction. Were I think four or five brand new simple eighteens, which are um, they're they're dump trucks with four lift axles and it, big boy dump truck. Very very fleet spec. I mean, just a simple simple truck went for two hundred and ninety thousand dollars, and probably bought that truck at one hundred and ninety, if that, because the order was big. Once again, we're still at the stage where people's questions when they walk in to talk to me. Do you is, have anything I can, can buy? I, can I please? Is there anything? Is there a waiting list? Is there this? Right. I mean, our waiting lists are so damn long that we just stopped adding people. It's like, hey, I'm sorry, man, we, we can't even, we, we don't even, we can't even put you on the waiting list to get on the waiting list to buy a slot that doesn't have pricing and a date on it yet in order to get a truck. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And that, that's a good point. This, this um, last little thing I'll say, uh, this week, factory came to the salespeople and said, um, hey, we're going to start taking orders probably within the next few weeks for, for uh, 2023, but we're going to sell by the slot. So we're going to give you guys, just like they're doing now, we're going to give you guys X amount of slots. We'll let you guys divvy everything up. 
And then the trucking companies can opt in to buy that slot for, you know, the, the 5K, right? Um, if they buy for 5K, uh, we'll let them know what the pricing of the dates will be. That's how they're going to do it on that. I think it's year. smarter. I think that's better. I honestly think that's smarter. Anything else to add? No, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I think awesome. it's important to look at the original reason. That's kind of the... Yeah, I understand why you got to make articles political. I understand why you got to do some clickbait. I get it. And it's okay to have differing viewpoints. So, uh, Craig, no hard feelings. You know? <laughs> I appreciate reading his articles <laughs> yeah, and like always. seeing if I, I believe what he's saying. And if I had a business where I basically got paid more, the more views... I would be and right. For the, I would be using the same verbiage. And for the, <laughs> and for the same, yeah, and for the, it's, you know, at the same exact point, I appreciate what they do, and it's it's good information. It's just, you know, don't necessarily always have to agree. But all right, guys, until next time, uh, we'll see you next week. He's the Jake Paul of the trucking world. <laughs>